How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Thinker Girl, the podcast. Okay, it is the fourth Thinker Girl podcast. Uh, you're joined by Stacey June, Daniela Pola, and Christy Mercer, all three radio chicks different parts of the country. I'm in Queensland. Hi, girls. Hello. Hey, I'm so. in New Wales. And where are you, Christy? Well, I'm on the border of New South Wales and Victoria, so it depends. Mate, you just what? say Victoria, because then it looks like we're covering all... <laughs> all right, well, Victoria, just to give us, yeah, more balance. <laughs> <laughs> Young mate, we should have we should have rehearsed that bit. You should have probably worded me up. I didn't know. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Yep. Yeah, so we're we're covering all parts of the country. <laughs> Basically, yeah, I like that. And we've all like I've met Christy twice now. I've met you once, Stacey, but we've had many a phone conversations. We met about a year ago at a radio thing. Yep. And uh, we're just chatting away on phones, basically. Yeah, basically. Uh, So this week uh, we've got three gems that we're going to bring. I have um, basically confusing love for... I, the the I don't know the the debate between kind of feeling crazy that you need someone that toxic love and and also thinking that that's real love basically mm, yeah. the feeling of the the desperation need for wanting someone I've got a bit of a, a yarn on that oh I okay. can't wait for that one can't wait yeah what go you you guys. Christy do you want to go yeah I just want to ask you guys whether I'm a monster because something came up between my girlfriends and I the other week and they were shocked at my response and I don't know, I didn't think it was that bad until I got that from them so it'd be interesting to see what, what you guys think about You couldn't um, be a monster, family. beautiful No. Hey? I don't reckon you could be a monster <laughs> Now about family planning and that kind of thing and whether I am a little bit too ruthless when it comes to that Yeah, 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 I was just about to say that give us a tiny little bit more um, Yes, yeah, so family <laughs> planning, babies, all of that stuff My one is quite simple today, I wanted to talk about luck do you make your own luck or are there some people out there that are just bloody lucky people? Go with it. I reckon you kick it off, babe. Kick it off. Okay. Well, so first of all, I'll tell you guys how this even came about as a discussion point. Um, I guess I'd have to say the last year and a half of my life has just been pretty much amazing. <laughs> I'm actually yep. scared to say that because I think I'm going to do oh, you're myself. Oh, you're an up yourself bitch. <laughs> do you do a touch wood thing when you say stuff like that? Because I do. I've got my fingers and toes crossed. <laughs> no, it's, it's Don't you reckon when girls say anything good about themselves, it's like, how fucking up herself is she? I know. It's, it's so stupid, good. isn't it? Mm. I don't like that. I'm all about talk yourself up because if you talk yourself up, then it's going to make me feel good. But, yeah, um, that's good. Okay. So the, but, the, but in saying that, so I just said that I've had like a great year and a half, but I feel like I can say that because prior to that, I had a shit two years. Like just okay. 
you know when just things don't go right you meet someone new or you, you know you go for that job or you like I just had a really shit two years and I, I've been using the word lucky a lot god I've been so lucky I've been so lucky but then I thought about it and I was like in those shit two years I was I was making bad choices you know, yeah. and I was making some bad decisions and I wasn't clear-minded about some of those decisions. So I don't know if it's a luck thing or if it's just about being mm-hmm. conscious and being present enough in your life to make the right choices so that the, then the flow-on effect is a positive one. Mm. Where do you I stand with it, do you reckon, yeah, now? I reckon you are a very, you're a very positive person, though, Dan. Have you always been that way or is that just something you reckon in the last year and a half that's kind of that's changed? No, look, I... I See, I know myself really well. So I know the Danny that I show to the world, but I also know the behind closed doors Danny. So I know that I'm positive, but I can also be very dramatic. And I can sometimes, and I hate it about myself, but I can kind of go into victim mentality sometimes. Like if things don't Mm. go my way, I can kind of turn into five-year-old Danny that's like, no, you know, rather than Mm. just dealing with things head on. Sometimes I can run away. So I am positive, and I think I get that from my mum. She's always had a very positive outlook on life. But I do have a part of me that I wouldn't say is that positive that I that I try to work on every day. So what are you leaning towards? Are you are you leaning towards you think that you think it's your choice? Yeah, right. Yeah, I actually Mm. don't think. You know, I've I've been saying it's lucky, lucky, lucky. I don't think. I think you you definitely make your own luck, and I think some people are more prone to being lucky because they're willing to make, um, I guess, to educate themselves maybe. Whatever it is, whatever they choose to do, they, they make choices that are going to that are gonna better them. You know, like if someone chooses to go for a run or go for a walk over sitting on the couch eating a block of chocolates watching Sex in the City. Totes. Who's going to get more luck, you know? Mm. Mm, I um, There's a bit of combo. I have this theory that, I mean, first and foremost, I think you totally create Every your your thoughts create everything that is put out there, but it takes a while for you to catch on to that, and a lot of people don't realise that there's a lot of power behind that. So, yeah. um, so it can get confusing because I also believe with a combination of that with this thing that I call, which is the book, right? And don't it's, tell me you're on the secret thing. No, 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 no. That? It's my own oh. theory. So okay. copyright, Stacey oh, June. Okay, copyright. Um, and it's a book where. Like it's a, it's an imaginary book mm. where basically it kind of goes from a Buddhist value a little bit where you have lives, like you have different lives. I do believe in that. Yeah, yeah, to some degree. And um, and that basically there are certain people that are really far into their book because the Buddhists believe that you live all these different lives yeah. um, leading you towards the life mm. of the Buddha. Um, okay. And so you're either really far into this book of different lives or you're really early on. And I call them old souls and young souls. Mm-hmm. What are you? I'm definitely an old soul. Oh, yeah. Listen to her. She's got a bloody book in her head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I reckon I'm a young soul. Someone told me that before and I would always get in trouble in class at school because I asked too much, too many questions, I was always that annoying person that put up my hand. But I don't think that's it. I don't think, I think there are elements of young to that, but I actually, I'm quite inquisitive. I won't, I will always ask questions, even if they, I'll say, okay, this could be a dumb question, but I'm asking it because otherwise I don't know how I'll ever know. Mm. So that I think also offers a bit of an old soul mentality that you don't care. You're interested in information. I think you, you, to me, you're an old soul because I think you've got a, a confidence, like an understated confidence that, especially at your age, you're only, what, 23 or 22? Yeah, 23, yeah. Yeah, like that's, you've got this understated confidence that I think you have to have a very mature soul. I think, I actually think she's a young soul. I reckon I'm a young soul mm. too. I reckon I, 
you see that with babies and toddlers and that kind of thing and they'll say certain things or even with newborn babies I've heard that before with family mm. members and stuff oh he's an old soul I, I don't know where that comes from <laughs> so back to the luck thing though I think it's a combination of what you put out there but I also think that there are a few things that that lead into this life already. Does that make sense? So so if you're an old soul, you may have a little bit more experience and you may have something that you're really looking to achieve further in the book because – You've had a lot of goes at things and you might be, I don't know, it you may be more ready. Can, yeah. I give you, can I give you on that, and it goes off what you're saying, can I give you my, my theory, my mm-hmm. this yeah. Danny mm-hmm. theory? And I came up with this when I, was, when I was younger. So my theory was similar to that that you were saying. Like I've always believed that it, it, you come into this life and I, I don't know if, if there are other lives or not, but I think there are some people that are older souls. And my theory has always been, because I've always asked the question like, why is it that some people can handle a set of responsibilities and, other can't, and others can't? And mm. the example I've always used is like take Madonna, for example, right? She's been massively famous. <laughs> she's a like a virgin. Yeah. Yeah. She's 50-something years old and she's been able to deal with it. And then you have a River Phoenix who, you know, had lots of fame, a lot of responsibility on his hands and ended up dying of a drug overdose. And it's almost like some people come into this world and they can handle the responsibility and they're ready for it while others are put in the same situation and they mm. can't. Mm. And I feel yeah. like that's from past lives. Like you've lived enough yeah. that you've got a strength that and so don't. Back to the luck thing, I think yeah. there is a combo. So I think you do have those things where you've got tools from other parts that mm. you don't know how you got them or where you got them or maybe you don't have tools and then you've also got the power of the mind in this life. Yeah, I reckon what you said, but when first Danny asked that question, do you believe in luck or do you make your own safe, you said something about it's funny that when you're a girl, you feel like sometimes you have to blame things on luck or put them down to luck. Yes. Because you feel like, honestly, a dickhead coming out and going, uh, you know, like that, that was all me, that I really put yeah, all this so true. Christy, you just gave me goosebumps. Things. Into the into the world, yet sometimes you feel like you can't almost take claim of that because you feel mm. like a dickhead and up yourself. Mm. But I think mm. sometimes, like Danny, you're saying, you know, I've had a great you know past year and a half, and you keep saying when people say to you, you know, awesome, you know, you've got such a good job, or you know, you've you've done really great things in the last year and a half, and then you can go, oh yeah, but I'm lucky. It's like somebody if they say to you, you're you're really hot or you're really pretty, that mm. you can. I don't know. It's just like this automatic thing I yep. feel sometimes, but you've got yep. to put yourself down. I think I it's think very that. Australian. I yeah, think it's. Yeah, well, that's what I was going to say. It's that real Aussie culture as well, though. Yeah, yeah. but putting it down to luck sometimes, I think it's almost like, yes, I believe in luck, as you said, Stace, to a certain extent, but I feel that sometimes you put things down to luck when it's really your own self that you've just been working your tits off. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I don't think you have to blame it on luck or put it down to luck all the time because take ownership and take credit for it sometimes. But sometimes, you know, it's not luck at all. It's just that you've worked really hard. Mm-hmm. And even like when we first started talking about it, I was like, but insane girls, before this year and a half, I had a really shitty two years. Like you have to almost make it okay for you to yep. get good Yeah. 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 It's yeah. like I've had a great year, but it hasn't all been great. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I never thought of it like that. We're learning. So I what are we at? Is there, luck, there is luck or there isn't or what? I think we're leaning towards not. Yeah, yeah. I think you, we're leaning towards we, you make your own luck, I guess. But there are some times, though, where things are just bloody good. Oh, are they, old mate? <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> they're, blo- they're just bloody good. 
what, what's one? What's a bloody good time you've had in the last week? Um, I mean, oh gosh, in the last actually the last month has been pretty tough for me. Oh, to be honest, oh here strange. we go. Here she goes back to depresso. Back to depression. No, I don't know. I guess there's just certain. I I just find it weird. Like remember how we were chatting on the phone the other day, Stacey, and you said um, 2000 and but this is what got me thinking about. It. There was that year where you were like best year of my life. Yep. And yep. I was walking the other day and um, 2010. I was about to, to a local then to have breakfast radio. I was about to go. I was walking down Terrigal Beach to find your local. <laughs> New so, South Wales, you need to cover here in this podcast. Not I was walking too in New South Wales. The whole <laughs> yeah, state <laughs> and, and I thought about it. I was like, sometimes you guess. I guess you just have those good years. Is it luck? Like, what makes that year differently? But then back to what I'm. I'm actually repeating myself, so I'm going to stop. But yeah, and then I was like, yeah, it's the, it's, it's my attitude. My attitude was different. Was your attitude different that one year that was really good? I know the ducky's talking. What's his name? Phil. Philip. Philip saying, shut it. It's time yep. for a new topic. It's done. And it is time for a new topic because we're actually going around and I'm saying stuff that I said at the start now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Can I bring my gem to the table? I can't wait for your gem, mate. Oh, your gem's going to get me in trouble. Right. Okay. Well, I was uh, having a discussion last time I caught up with all the girls and it was awesome because it's, you know, as you... As you get older, it's harder to to be able to organise something where everybody goes. Yep. And um, the last time that I did that with all of my um, best mates, somehow, you know, we got talking about, you know, girls we went to school with, which is always like a, a fun topic to talk about. Or oh, did you see this person got engaged on Facebook or they got married? <laughs> or And it turned to um, this, this girl that had, um, you know, had a couple of babies. And she was only very young. I think she was probably, I don't know, 18, 19 straight out of school when she first got pregnant and we got talking about babies and and, and then the conversation led to well what would you do if you were in that position now and I said straight away without without even thinking about it twice there's no way I'd have a kid right now and everyone kind of looked at me and was like what do you mean like you honestly wouldn't think twice about having a kid you're not you know you're not you know 18 and working at Woolworths like you've got a, a decent job, you're in a relationship, a stable one for the past five or so years. But I I don't know. I felt like a bit of a monster for being yeah. that honest and just mm. going, I honestly, and look, you never know what your reaction's going to be until you are of in course, that of at course. the time, right? But looking at myself, I was to wind up and, and found out that I was pregnant. Mm. I can honestly say without a doubt in my mind, I would not think twice about having the kid because I feel like I'm too selfish for that. And at the moment, I, it's unfair for me to have a kid Look, and, exactly. and it's, it's not right. So first of all... I've got to say, I've got to butt in. Like, I've got to say, because when you first brought this up, you were like, oh my God, I'm going to sound like a monster. First of all, you're not a monster. Like, my opinion on this is that people feel like it's, it's their choice whether they have kids or not. But they often... Yeah. What upsets me and annoys me, it's like you're not thinking about the fact that you're putting a human life onto the world. How about thinking about that life and what yeah. you're going to give to them? Do you know what I mean? Like people just go, oh, yes, I want to Oh, having babies. children, until you babies. have them, it's an incredibly self-centred ideal. Like you're obviously giving a life to, pe- like to a child, mm, but it's yeah. about how you want them and you're ready for them and yeah. how it will actually have something to do with your life. Anti that, like I'm really anti that. Like, oh, it's about me and how I want to love something and how. But you're putting a your life into this world, and if, like, I feel like I'm 30 years old, and I think if I turn around and said to someone, if I got, 
you know, pregnant tomorrow, I probably wouldn't have it. Most people would be shocked because I'm 30 years old. But I don't, it's so, it's so not an age thing. It doesn't matter whether you, like, you could be 18, 19 years old and feel more ready to have a baby mm, than yeah. you could, Dan, in your position that you're 30. I don't That's our own complex, though, I think, all. being 30. I, I agree. No, I know, but my point was going to be that it's not about, yeah, it's not about how old I am or anything like that. It's about the kind of life that I can give to, to a child. And yeah. the kind of life that I can create for them, like I, like yeah, I agree with you. I could be eighteen, I could be eighty-five, but you've got to think about the life that you're going to put put on it's, this um, earth. It's a funny one, a real personal question, or I'll just put mine forward, and you guys can share if you want. I've never had one, um, and I've come close to when I was in a past relationship. I probably once or not even twice in eight years did I have to do a pregnancy test. That's how much I I take it pretty seriously because I didn't want to ever be put in that predicament. I I was really, um, I wasn't sure which way I would go. Um, and then, yeah, really randomly, like I said, I had the implant on the rod in my arm and it yeah. was expired. So I had forgotten to get it a new one. And because it's oh. in there for three years. So I was with this guy. It was really, it was like the last six months of our relationship. So can you imagine how much it could have changed? Anyway, oh, um, realized that we'd uh, obviously been having sex with no contraception and then had a pregnancy test Re- and then thought in those moments this is different now. Like this is different because I thought for a while I was like, well, I'm with him. I've been with him for seven years or something. Oh, see, that would be Um, I am 28. I will have this child. You know, that's the what you do. Well, that's what I would do, I should say, Um, because, well, that's what I think you think you should do because then, this is my point, I had the test and I'm sitting there waiting this was also in the best year of my life that, that we spoke about before and thought, I have so much I have to do before I have yeah. a child. And I went, I actually don't think I could have this. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash boast. And all of these conversations I've had with my girlfriend, I would be like, well, yeah, of course I would because of the situation I'm in. Then putting it really down to the test, I was like, not a chance. Like I was just starting to reform my career. Like there was, yeah, it was full on to actually really be very close to having to make that. I've done about, I reckon, close to maybe 30 pregnancies. Oh, my God. Because I am paranoid about it. Yeah, okay, my girlfriend's like that. Yeah, I'm just just shits and giggles. I bought a 10-pack and there are, honestly, there are a, um, I think there's like maybe five left and they just sit under under the sink in the bathroom just in case. 
Dan, um, she said she's had 30 pregnancy tests. What? <laughs> yeah, because I'm really paranoid about it. And I've been to the doctor before. <laughs> and sometimes, you know, I just, uh, you know, at that time of month, haven't, you know, have got nothing. And I don't know. The doctor said, yeah, it's just a regular thing. So with my fear of that, I think that, I don't know, I just keep them on hand just in case because I'm, um, I don't know, it scares me that much. Mm-hmm. Do you think that our mentality, do you think that it's, it's it, we're, we're very, all three of us are very career-oriented, obviously. So do you think that our mentalities are the norm or not the norm? It would be interesting. I, I'd be very interested I, to know. I find... I don't reckon it is. I, I don't think we are either. I don't know because I think, I, I think when you're actually faced with it, you change. Well, yeah. but that's what surprised me about what you just said, Stacey, because I thought your story was going to go down another way. I thought you were going to say that when you were, when you actually thought, hang on, I could be pregnant, that you had a completely different reaction, but it, you had the similar reaction. Well, I, well, you know, I thought I would have it, and then when I actually had to do the test pee yeah. on the stick, I went, <gasps> God, no. Having said that, even now I still think in my head if it was to be an accident or whatever and I'm not in a relationship – I don't think I could, and I'm very career orientated. I still, yeah. is it, am I kidding myself by saying I wouldn't be a definite, I can't have it? Maybe I'm trying to tell myself that so I don't feel like I'm the monster that you've been made to feel, Christy. I don't know, because when it actually came down to the crunch, there's not a chance I would have it. But I go along in my everyday life thinking that I would consider it, which is weird. Yeah. Maybe, Maybe, I don't know, does it make, I'm the complete opposite mm-hmm. space. I'm adamant adamant that I wouldn't have it. But yeah, I, I am. I'm with you, Dan. I'm that, I'm that hell-bent I think on I it. would. Yeah. Well, I, I want to... Like, you know, that really female wanting to look after something spot that would go, I have to have this child. See, I know that I'm very, very career orientated, but I know that just as much I want children... That's yeah. something that I want. It was the biggest fear that I had getting out of my relationship because I lost control of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was scare- That was the biggest scare, like the scariest thing for me because of how much I yearn to be a mum. Isn't that <laughs> so full See, on? I was the same. I used to always be like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have kids. That's something that I will do. But it's funny, in the last five years, that's changed a lot. Like I yeah. feel like if I'm never at a place where I feel like I could be the best mother possible and create the perfect environment, not perfect because you never find perfection, but create a great environment, I'm happy to let go of that. But I think that's almost like selfless, isn't it? Because you're wanting the best for that baby as well. Yeah. It know, is. And I, I know that yeah. mine's probably completely selfish. Like I know I want to be the mother. I want to experience that. I want that joy and that love. And that is, that's, I know that's selfish, but it's something it's so, that I. As, as people always say, you never know. And when it comes to parenting and that kind of thing, you hear it all the time. It's not until you have kids that you know what it's like or know mm. that love that you can mm. have for a kid and that kind of thing. And I, you know, as, as three chicks who don't, have that connection with a little person. I don't know. It's mm. it's kind of that until it actually happens, until you wee on a stick and it comes up with two lines instead of one, I don't think yeah, it's hard really to kind know. of speculate how you'd feel about it. I, I think agree. about being pregnant all the time. Isn't that yeah. weird? Yep. What do you mean by all the time? <laughs> well, sometimes if I have to go to the toilet, my belly goes out really big and so I often think, <laughs> well, is this what I would look like? And I like touch it as if it's a kid. <laughs> <laughs> is that is something wrong with me? Yeah, that, is, that is a bit wacky. <laughs> My co-host is a dear shot of this, so I hope this doesn't uh, go to air. I would no. Look, the one thing I would look about um, go to air is if no one's going to be listening to this. Sorry, uh-huh. yep. 
would be um, just getting bigger boobs. Like, I'd be quite excited about that. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the opposite because I've got massive <laughs> boobs. I'm so scared. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm just going to be a walking boob. Philip the duck's <laughs> gone off, guys. Oh, yeah, that was cool. a good chat. <laughs> the walking boob. I reckon that's quite of the potty. You're like the girls that uh, you're like the girl that analyzes everything after you've just done it. That was a good chat. Good times. Good chat. (laughs) We just had it. (laughs) Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. What are we on to now? Okay. Stacey. My gem. Oh, it's already almost over. I know. I hate that feeling. Okay. So, but if you're doing the commute on the train, 30 minutes is enough. You know, like we've got to remember. What train? Can you tell me this train (laughs) that you're imagining in your head? Someone's on the train listening to our podcast. I love that. Are there trains in Cairns? Well, no one's listening in cans. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're He's listening on the Gosford line to Sydney. Sorry, Sydney national, line. national, Queensland. There's yeah, trains. Sure. Okay. Um, so I have numerous conversations with my best mate about relationships. Both of us have come out of different kinds of relationships. Uh, and there is a type that both of us have experienced that we spoke about, which I guess we're confused as to what, I know this sounds so cliche, but what love's supposed to feel like a bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know that when I first got into one of my relationships, it was quite full on. Like the sex was amazing at the start. We were obsessed with each other, couldn't get apart from each other. You know, yeah. it was like tears if someone wasn't talking. I moved overseas. He couldn't come. It was drama. and Was it like the notebook? Oh, uh, it a bit, but it was more tumultuous than that. Yeah. You know, it, there were also lots of fighting and, you Thank know. You. I know you, so it would have been very tumultuous. Yeah, it I was. Oh, yeah. passionate human being that you are. Yeah, isn't that funny? Were, so, were you similar? Is that why? Yeah, he was. Yeah. It, 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 different, we're different, but, um, but. Yeah, there was just an intensity there, you know, and in some ways I've looked back now and think maybe some of it was a bit toxic. At the time, I thought it was what real love was. Like, yeah, that's really so I thought it was, oh my God, if it means that I have to be with this guy, you know, and look, a lot of that was because it was a real great love. And no matter what happens, I will tell my grandkids about this story, you know, about my love story with him because it is a great love. But Moving and his age f- as well. I think when you're yeah, young. it's true, and alcohol and partying and all that kind yeah. of stuff that goes into it. Yeah. But it's so I look now at what maybe I would want to attract next, and it's confusing because I want stability, I want comfort, I want a lot of the stuff that maybe I was constantly having uh, dangle in front of my face, which is why I constantly felt a little bit insecure with where I was at, which has made the drama. Mm-hmm. So I want. I want all of that. But at the same time, I've had a mate that's got into that recently and it you miss the Zaza Zoo. You miss that fire. And so it's can you, can you have elements of both though in a relationship? That's the question. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And and how when when you're my personality, how far do you go to follow the fire bit where it becomes a bit destructive for yourself? Like it's and then you go the other side where it's so boring that you aren't turned on by it or it's not you know, it's not what you want. So I guess the, the aim is for the balance, but I don't know how you get there. It's tricky because I feel like at the moment, the guys that come into your life are one or the other. Yeah. I reckon you can have both. both. I've got both. Have you yeah. got both? Yeah. yeah. Oh, go, Christy, because I'm so interested to hear you guys talk about it. <laughs> Cheerleader again. Yeah, go, girl. Yeah, no, seriously. Like, I'm just so excited to hear you two talk about it specifically because you've been in long-term relationships and I've always had very short relationships that kind of fit 
in in one or the other. Yeah, same. I've never had a mix yeah. of both. Mm. And so I that's reckon, the question. I reckon that it's. Um, I think it comes down to a lot of factors, and as you said before, Janet, I think it does depend on the age, and maybe that you know the fire and the fighting and the passion. Definitely, you know, I think it's probably easier when you're younger because you don't you don't need it. You don't you don't want to think about the serious stability stuff. But I think that um, I think that it is achievable to have both. I know that um, in in my relationship we we seem to have both the stability uh, stability, but also the you know that the passion. And I think that and when that does that the passion is, come in? Sorry to interrupt. I think you. that's achieved a lot. You know what? It's on a Friday afternoon when we haven't seen each other all week, mm-hmm. and I think that although it's really hard to live apart, I think that. Um, help. It also it also helps. And so this is the thing, thing Christy. Though yeah, I ask yeah. you, if you live together, yeah, is that what's holding that in? And don't get me wrong, I don't think there's anything wrong with living apart. I don't think all that stuff, you know, living interstate or having really busy careers. For me, I'm actually starting to think that 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 may help. So I've yeah. got the stability, yeah. and I've got the guy that not isn't the boring guy, but falls into a little bit more of the st- the stable stuff and that can give me what I want but then I also live my own life and that's something really embarrassing just backing up this living away from each other thing I once read a book right (laughs) oh my god and it was all about do you think it's funny it was all about um (laughs) falling in love and how to how to make a man fall in love with you what were the spells in there or what what? I know we're going to avoid saying fuck but that needed it man (laughs) get it out of your system this is so embarrassing. I can't believe I'm admitting this. But seriously, one of the tricks in the book was, she was like, if it goes a bit stale, go on a holiday. <laughs> no, like, if yes. it's, no, if it's bad, it just makes it worse. Well, I mean, this chick on this book loved it. She was like, I love the whole <laughs> long distance thing because it works. It creates passion. And I was like, okay, all right, can't afford a holiday. It but, does um, create passion, uh, but you hear, like, I remember hearing stories when I was living in Townsville, and there's obviously a lot of, um, you know, people in the army and that kind of thing, and, and that have wives and, and families and kids and that kind of thing, but they come home once a year over Christmas for a couple of weeks, and then they might be, you know, um, over in Afghanistan representing the country and that kind of thing, but when <laughs> they're oh, actually... I hate to bring in the big guns. They come home. Afghanistan. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Well, they actually end up breaking up. Their marriage breaks down because they don't know how to live together that they are used to this wanting to miss each other. And when they're That's in each it. other's hair, doing the day-to-day shit, you know, making dinner or fighting about, you know, who had the last bit of the milk, their relationship broke down. Mm. interesting. No, but I want some answers, girls. So, like, with the passion, like, can you have a healthy, stable relationship with someone that's a friend and someone that's that you're kind to each other? Not that you should ever be unkind to your partner, but and still have that fiery, you know, because I think that that fire, that passion comes from insecurity. All right, do you? Do you? In no, my I don't experience, reckon. my most passionate relationships were the ones where I wasn't sure if they really liked me back or not. And I don't know if that's a personal thing, my now, issues. Now, I've got, I have got something to add on this. So it's interesting because then I met somebody, I've met somebody like since my big relationship who offers you everything you ever wanted and didn't have in the other. And then you go... Well, this is a bit boring mm. and that's got to be my shit. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. there, I think there is an element of truth to that. I do think that you can create, you know, some people do create the drama. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Do you, would you ever find yourself creating drama when you're in a boring relationship, though, because you're comparing it to something that you used to have no, when you were younger? No, oh, so boring. This is the question. Well, probably more for Danny, but Christy, you can play along. <laughs> okay. Um, if you had the choice right now to get into a relationship with a boyfriend that you had the most fiery sex with, it was incredible, you felt alive, all this stuff, um, and but you were, you know, maybe you thought he was cheating or maybe there was some issue it where it was a bit tomatulous. Like you couldn't commit yet, or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. versus yeah. Mr. Comfort, let's read a book and be in bed, you know, by and all that stuff, the other side, which would you choose? Oh, I think right now I'd choose Mr. Comfort. I think I would do. I would think we're getting older. Yeah. I think I would the drama's over. The, the thing is, is, it, is he that comfortable that I don't want to have sex with him? Because I still want to be able to be attracted well, to him. Well, I think you to, do end up... hot? Can the comfort guy still be hot? He can be hot, but I don't reckon the sex is amazing. I think you've got to work at it. Yeah. Yeah. I'd still choose Mr. Comfort at this point in time. Our jobs are too stressful for you to also go home to a stressful relationship. But that's a good about, thing. I reckon it's good. What I think I'm with Danny too. I think I've had enough of it. I think I, I think I've grown out of it, and I think I probably a bit more on what she said before was that it was insecurity at my own end. A lot of it, yeah. You know, it wasn't that yeah. he was this just this awful guy. There was two in that, two people. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm feeling much more comfortable with what I want and my with myself as well. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it, but I just think. Yeah, it's... Um, I've got an interesting one. Put yourself now. Mm-hmm. You're, how old are you now? 29? 30, both 30. Okay. Put your 30-year-old self back in that relationship, the really um, passionate one now. Would it still be the same? No. no. And I can answer that without even thinking. No, it wouldn't because I'd make such different choices. Mm. I don't know. What do you mean? Safe, would it be? That relationship that you had and you were describing that was really tumultuous and passionate or whatever, um, put yourself now, the per- the Stacey that you are now, back into that relationship, that guy's exactly the same. Would the relationship work out differently? No way. I, yes. No way. Yeah. And I think as well um, because I've changed more than the other person. And I think as well, um, going back to that, that question that, you, that I just answered for you, I probably wouldn't want it. I'd be like, yeah. no, that's the do. point. That's the point. It, that's what exactly what I mean. It's not douche. It's just that it's not no longer for me. And isn't it interesting? Sometimes you got to grow when you got to be out to grow, man. Like there's only yeah. they say that you can grow in it, and a lot of people do. Like I said, my best mate, you know, she her husband was at AU12 formal, but um, oh, wow. and they've grown and they're incredible. I would look at them every day; they're so in love. But I needed to grow out of it, man. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I couldn't do it in yeah, it. Some people they say some people grow together, you know. Yep, yep, that, yep. But if there's one growing more than the other, I think yeah, that ca- that can end really badly sometimes. Yeah, very. True. Yes, so oh, that's God, a whole nother day. Spoken. I can't believe that we've come to the end of another yummy podcast. I know. Love, love you guys. Love you. Love you. Hey, Christy. I'm sorry. Positive Danny's coming out to play, but I've got to say, like, I'm so like gobsmacked by. Your presence in life and like how you know you've got this relationship long distance. Am I still recording this so or is well. this a DNM for another time? <laughs> no, I just had to. I just had to um, throw it out there. <laughs> Aww, that's really nice. All right, love, love you, yeah. love you. Okay, love you, Stacey Junola. I'll chat with you guys later. And um, is this it? No, I'm ending it now. I'm pre- okay. No, it's this off. Is, this is gonna end. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. Thinky Girl, the podcast.
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.